part of what's wrong with men today is they bought into all this wokeness and this wokeness is about knocking down traditional manhood knocking down traditional masculinity the man that genuinely looks at the world through a conservative christian lens how you know a man's a high value man is that he keeps his word when it's inconvenient when it's difficult when it's going to cost him in the short term money that's how you know a man's a high value man these are getting accepted as cultural normals. These are getting shoved down young men's throats as this is normal. And it's not. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to Sovereign Man Podcast. I'm your man, Nikki Baloo. I'm here with my man, Joey Johan. What's good, Joey? What's going on, brother? You nailed it. You nailed it. One of the few people that crushes it. So, Joey, here at the Sovereign Man Podcast, we aim to make men more masculine. We aim to make men masculine again. We help aim to make men be manly. You and I were talking. We had a conversation before this episode on another podcast, and we were talking about men and manhood, and we were talking about ownership. You said in your business, you're looking for men with traditional values that take ownership. And I just, I, I love that because- I'm looking for men with traditional values that want to take ownership of, of being a man, of being masculine. So tell me, what do you mean by a man with traditional values who takes ownership? Unpack that for me. I think as blunt as I can put it is a man that genuinely looks at the world through a conservative Christian lens. That's the lens I was raised through, whether it be good or bad. I don't think you can put a label on it. I think it just is, but that is the lens in which I see the world through and our company sees the world through. And something that we've learned along the way is we're always going to be able to leave a bigger impact on people that see the world through the same lens as us. So it's already hard enough to influence people and inspire people to take change. And when you add a layer of complexity, that is the opposite values. And then you have to break down that wall. You're just making it more complex. I think the same thing rings true in relationships as well which we could obviously get into if we wanted to. But that is the lens in which we see the world. And we've seen time and time again, the guys that have the best success in our program are the guys that also see the world through that lens. Um, man, when it comes to taking the ownership in that part of that equation, I tweeted out this morning, you are the common denominator in every problem that you face. And I think it's just as simple as that. And I am totally taking this mindset from Jocko Willink's book, but it was one of the first self-development books. Great book. Yeah. One Great of the first book. self-development books I ever read. And it, it it genuinely changed things for me forever. Right. It was literally taking it to the point of extremism of something that could totally seem like it's out of my hands. It's actually in my hands. So, so that's that, man. Yeah. Th that's good definition. Thanks for unpacking it that way. I want to get into yeah. what you talk about Jocko. So two years ago, I co-wrote this book with the great Wayne Allen Root. They call him the Trump of Las Vegas. He's a conservative uh, radio and TV talk show host. It's called The Great Patriot Protest and Boycott, Boycott Book. Excuse me. It's a list mm -hmm. of 116 woke companies to stop doing business with because we want to defund wokeness 
And now we just released the Great Patriot Bicot book, which is a list of 123 companies and podcast hosts to support, to buy from. We want to divert $500 billion from the woke to the patriotic companies. Wayne and I wrote it. It's just out. It's the number one bestseller on Amazon in several categories. Jocko Willink's podcast is in this book. It's listed as this. Awesome. We're going to expand this list to more companies. You might want to apply with your company to be on the next list of this. If you guys oh, yeah, have right. a podcast or a platform, bring me on. I want to talk about this. We're trying to push getting this book out higher and higher into the hands of more and more patriots. But this is super, super important. We need to do that. And it's my opinion that um, part of what's wrong with men today is they bought into all this wokeness. And this wokeness is mm -hmm. about knocking down traditional manhood, knocking down traditional masculinity. So if we're going to uplift men, we're going to have to stand up for traditional conservative Christian values and not tolerate this crap that the wokesters are trying to shove down our throats. What say you to that? Unpack some of what I'm saying there, what you agree with, what you don't agree with. I agree with from everything that I heard there, all of it <laughs> ultimately. Right. And I think, I think the, the reason that this happens and this is me putting on my tinfoil hat, but I don't think it takes much rocket science to figure this out is society set up in a way right now where they ultimately are trying to take power away from the individual. They're trying to take power away from the military age male because that is the powerful group, right? That is the group that starts a revolution, right? That is the group that if something's wrong, they're going to stand there and say, this is wrong. Right. And I think if you look at simply how the world is set up currently and you look at numbers, it's like 73% of Americans are overweight, over 50% are in debt, over 50% are divorced. And these are getting framed as normals. These are getting accepted as cultural normals. These are getting shoved down young men's throats as this is normal. And it's not. No, it's not. But if they make it normal, it pulls power away from the individual. Pull power away from the individual. You pull power away from a nation. Amen. Are you familiar with this book? I've heard of it. I haven't read it. I'm very familiar with it. Okay, so... Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go to <laughs> stefanarnio.com, order the hard copy, read it, get all your business partners to read it. Absolutely. It's extremely important. I'm sure you're familiar with this book, mm -hmm. the Bible. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Every one of us needs to have, Christians anyways, need to have a Bible mm -hmm. and they need to be reading it on a daily basis. It's Absolutely. super, super important. In, in order to kind of have that bedrock of traditional values reinforced inside of you. I, I believe it's the most important thing every man can do. In addition to lifting weights, um, you know what I mean? Eating good food. Mm -hmm. I had a man on um, my business show, a, a real thought leader, Dr. Tony Martin of Martin Clinic, real mm -hmm. Christian. And here's what he said to me. Um, he said, if you want to be strong, you need to do the three S's. I go, what are the three S's? He said, son, get in the sun. Steak, eat lots of steak. <laughs> deal, lift lots of weight. I'm like, damn, I like it. I like it. Sun steak and <laughs> deal. That's good. <laughs> I like that too, man. I like that too. And I think what you're saying is, is the the biggest thing that's rang true for me 
has been just making sure you're getting in the word, right? It's something that I've just prioritized um, recently. And like, I'm the first to admit where I went through a season of life where I was in school and college and I was at a liberal arts school where I was sitting there pondering faith. And when you come out of it and you realize, like, I realize now it's so glaringly obvious to me that I was just in that echo chamber of wokeness, right? And that's the unfortunate reality for the vast majority of guys in their early 20s like me is they're in that echo chamber. And it's unfortunate because as soon as you take yourself out of it and you prioritize things like getting the word, you prioritize things like developing yourself, you prioritize things like ownership, you start to see how glaringly clear it is that you're being set up for failure. I think young men today should consider not going to college. Like unless you Absolutely. can find a liberal uh, arts college that's traditional, you should just mm -hmm. not go. In fact, mm -hmm. spending a couple hundred thousand dollars going into debt to get a crappy job is a bad deal. That's the way I see it. Patrick Bet David of Valuetainment wrote a book that says the case against the college education. You know what I mean? And I'm a man with an undergraduate degree and a master's degree. I graduated magna cum laude. My master's degree is from Georgetown University, Jesuit yep. school. It's now gone completely woke. Done with that crap, man. Done Dude. with that. I don't want my kids in that. I have a 15 year old son and a 17 year old son. I don't want either one of them in that crap. Dude, I'm right there with you. I went to a Jesuit school too. I went to John Carroll University, Cleveland, Ohio, and I dropped out after two and a half years. <laughs> right? Go. I was done with it. Uh, my roommate, Matt Moore, he runs a business similar to ours. He's in the fitness coaching space. He never even went to school. He was out. He's like, I'm not doing it. Right, I'm going right into business out of the gate. And it's so clear now, especially because I was there during COVID, it was so clear to me that there was a targeted agenda the entire time, right? And it was just, there, there's so many things that happened that were just so morally incorrect and ethically uh, incorrect, in my opinion. And one of them was like the university I was at mandated the vaccine. And shortly after, like a year later, they unmandated it. So now you have thousands of students that injected themselves with something that they didn't want to. Knows. They didn't want to. I can tell you that much. I know a lot of them didn't want to. We don't even, it depends how deep you want to get in the conversation here, but we, we, can, get I mean, deep, but we can get deep. Yeah. I mean, there, there's all that that happened. And then a year later, you're going to say it's not even required anymore. So what just happened? You just forced your will upon a bunch of people that didn't want to do something, right? That, that right there is morally and ethically completely wrong, in my opinion. And the unfortunate reality is that was the vast majority of universities across the country. So it's a it's a crazy time. It's a crazy time. Joey, men right now are being crapped on by on uh, uh, by the forces of on high. They're being told they're bad, mm -hmm. they're wrong, they're toxic. That's all crap. Mm -hmm. We uplift, we celebrate men mm -hmm. here at Sovereign Man. We run a group for men. Uh, we want to bring more good men to us. I'm inviting you to come to our meeting mm -hmm. if you can. We got Love we got one happening this week. We got every, uh, two weeks from this week. If this week doesn't work, I want you to come check it out. If you like it, bring your partners. We want to have great men be a part of this. And I'm into health and fitness. I used to be a top coach. And here's what oh, yeah. happened. I stopped being in the fitness space in my mid-40s. I got into you know, business uh, mm -hmm. coaching. I run workshops, masterminds, you name it. Like, you know what I'm talking about. And a switch flipped in my head. And I said to myself, you know, I'm not a trainer anymore. So I can cheat a little bit here and there. I started mm -hmm. cheating around my food. So for about from 2012 to now, Every year, I gain between one and five pounds. Every year. And I look at myself in the mirror in February of this year, early February, and I go, you're fat. And you're not a trainer anymore. You've been lying to yourself. You've been telling yourself every year, 
I can change anytime. That's like the addicts that say, I can quit drinking anytime. I can quit mm -hmm. smoking anytime. No. So I found a guy here in Toronto where I live mm -hmm. and he does body transformation. He's been, he was like an IFBB carded bodybuilder. Perfect. And he had, um, he has 550 clients. He's got like a $7 million a year business, right? He's got 15 mm -hmm. guys working for him. And I reached out to him. One of his guys called me back. I go, no, I want to talk to Emma. He had a, he has photos on Facebook and Instagram all the time before and afters. So this dude, 56 years old, a year older than me, fatter than way fatter than I was when he started. And then the after picture, he looks like a Greek God belonging on stage on a classic physique competition. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, Ammer. I didn't call him to say, Oh, I, I got to think. I'm like, Ammer, let's get started. What do you charge? First I asked him, can you, can you get me to where I want to get to? He goes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. I didn't ask him what you charge. I said, let's get started. I said, here's my credit card. By the way, how much is it? <laughs> like, that's how I did it, right? By the way, how much is it, right? Like that. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, this how much it is. No problem. Let's go. Then uh, two weeks later, my lady, she goes, I want to do it too. You give a discount for a couple, <laughs> you got to ask, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Totally. Couples disc I offer a couple's discount for my coaching. You ever work with me with your lady, you get a discount, right? Or your business yeah. partner, you know what I'm saying? Totally. You get a discount. Like, we believe in that, right? We don't we don't charge each person. So he did the same for us. That was February 7th. Today is April 10th. I'm down 18 pounds so far. Um, I was uh, 226 went down to 208 right now the goal is awesome. to get down to 183 right so i still Perfect. got more to go and you know look like that shredded mm -hmm. strap greek god that i used to look like in my mid 40s all my life going there and i bought into the crap of the world mm -hmm. oh you can do this it's okay which you know i'm a badass and a warrior i'm a champion mm -hmm. And right but that's 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 it i've been putting up with crap letting my mind get infected with this stuff and a lot of men do that, right? That's what you've noticed. A lot of men have taken on this weak-minded mm -hmm. crap, right? So mm -hmm. unpack that for folks. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, and this is something we were talking about in our, our last podcast we did, but it, it's just the idea that there's been so much rammed down people's throats from a marketing perspective when it comes to the fitness industry that I completely understand why people get to the point where they get to. Right, because there is a lot of crap, and it's very, very hard to decipher information. And the reality is, and you get this because you were in the field, is there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. All of these ideas that you see, they could probably all work for you if you were to choose one and stick to it, right? And stick to it, right? And that's the biggest thing for us that we like to teach people is this idea of default actions, it's these subconscious habits, it's these things you do without thinking about. It's like brushing your teeth. Our goal is to ultimately teach guys to have that high protein diet without even thinking about it, to go to the gym three to five times a week without even thinking about it, to make sure when you're there, you're going to failure without even thinking about it, right? Because again, there's a million different ways that we could do this, but the biggest factor is going to be the consistency. It's going to be, can you default to this? Can you continue to do this at a subconscious level to the point where you don't even need to think about it? Because if I get you there, you are unfucked for life. You are good, right? And so when it comes to unpacking that, I, th I think it, it comes down to obviously deciphering all of the marketing and all the things that are thrust on people. But I think it's also as simple as fucking pick one and do it. And if you can stick to it for not just 12 weeks, not just a year, not just five years, but 10 years and 20 years and 30 years and the rest of your life, just about any of these things that you see are going to work, right?
obviously I have some that I favor more than others. Yeah, obviously yeah, I'm biased and I favor our method most, of course. But the reality is you can find a lot of solutions if you're willing to stick to it. I'm going to call this episode Unfucked for Life. I like that title a lot. I think yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a good thought. So we were mm -hmm. talking about what got me interested in bringing you on this show and the last show mm -hmm. about what makes a man a high value man. And I was telling you that I have a lot of respect for Patrick Bet David of Valuetainment. You know, I respect mm -hmm. Andrew Tate, what he's accomplished in life. Mm -hmm. A lot of good things these men have to say. But I take issue with one thing they say. Their definition of a high value man, in my opinion, is deeply flawed. Not just flawed, but deeply flawed. I, while they say to be a high value man, you got to go out there and just make a lot of money. I'm a fan of making money. I'm a capitalist, man. You know what I'm saying? Massive fan totally. of making money. Total fan of making money. They say you got to go out there and get fit, get ripped. Massive fan of getting fit. Massive fan of getting ripped. Huge fan. And they're saying, go. well, not they, but Patrick's got a wife, so he doesn't say that. But Andrew Tate, <laughs> go get a lot of girls, sleep with a lot of girls. So listen, you know, I can understand how that can be appealing to a young man who's single. I can mm -hmm. totally understand that. But the truth of the matter is the world doesn't need you to do that. The world needs you to find a good woman and pair bond with her and have kids with her and help build our society, okay? And making money, super important. Getting fit and healthy, super important. Does that make you a high-value man? No. To me, it doesn't. What makes you a high-value man is if you're a man whose word is unfuckable with. You're a man who never takes his word back. Because every man, practically every man I know, takes their word back. Mm -hmm. I, I had a dude. Three months ago, not, not three months ago, three weeks ago, came into my office, called me, says, I need your help. I want to get my coaching business going, okay? He had another business, uh, the collections field. We sat, we talked, we made a deal, we shook hands. The next day, he goes, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, we shook hands. Once you gave your word, you gave your word. And it, it, isn't, it isn't that you only give your word unless there's money involved. Someone makes a, a money involved someone makes a monetary offer for you you'll break your word then you're a word whore right you're a whore mm -hmm. for money you will break your word for money you're a word whore you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying mm -hmm. and if you will break your word when you're tired or it's not convenient anymore no how you know a man's a high value man is that he keeps his word when it's inconvenient when it's difficult when it's going to cost him in the short term money that's how you know a man's a high value man And he never tells you about it. He never brags, oh, yeah, I was going to do this. He just keeps his word. You know that man keeps his word. Now, tell me, if you were to be doing business, let's say for whatever, you and I decided to do business. Let's say we decided to do business. Mm -hmm. Would you be more likely to do business with me if you knew that no matter what, I kept my word? Or if I made excuses and if a better offer came along, I'd ditch you for somebody else? Keep your word, of course. <laughs> of course. right? And that's the truth for every man. Yeah. Yet hardly any man is that man anymore today. And mm -hmm. in sovereign man, what we aim to train men to do is learn how to keep their word and not take it back. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? It's important because you trust yourself when you keep your word and it's difficult to keep your word. You trust you because if you say out loud to God, God, I want to make a million dollars a year in my pocket, right? God will only take you seriously when you keep your word everywhere else. Then he'll go, okay, this is a man who keeps his word. So he said he he's going to make a million dollars. He's going to get to keep that word. While 
if you don't keep your word anywhere else, then God's going to tell you you don't get to keep your word over here either. And you won't trust yourself to keep your word because you know you're the kind of man who doesn't keep his word. While you're the kind of man who you'd rather die than not keep your word, then anything you say out there will become a reality. That's why I tell men, don't say yes so much, man. You should be saying no to a lot of things. Yeah. You should be saying no. So inside of our uh, inside of our, um, of our program, we have a syllabus. And every month, there's a book of the month. Guess mm-hmm. what the book of the month for April is? The art of saying no. <laughs> the there art of saying no. Uh-huh. Right? And I read this book, and at the beginning, I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm good at saying no, blah, blah, blah. So ah, this book's really not for me. I'm glad I bought it. A lot of the other men could use it, right? Look at my ego, right? And then he got to the point where saying no to your kids. I'm like, oh, shit. I can't say no to my kids. My kids got me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I suck at saying no to my kids. Okay, I needed the book after all, right? And the other yeah. one, he said, this is a good one for you, right? And what you teach, you can't say no to yourself. Oh, I want to have that mm-hmm. chocolate eclair. I'm going to have those hot dog and fries. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All that stupid, 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 not saying no to yourself uh, set of behaviors. Powerful stuff. Totally. Totally. And I think the the more you go back on your word to other people, the more likely you are to go back on your word to yourself. And if you can't keep a promise to yourself, obviously the domain that I see it through is always fitness. It's like, if you can't keep a promise to me, you certainly aren't going to keep it to yourself. And if you don't keep it to yourself, you're going to find yourself in a deep, deep hole, my friend, a very, very deep hole for the exact same reason that you're talking about, right? You're not going to be able to say no to the donut. You're not going to be able to say no to the pizza. You're not going to be able to say no to these things. So I'm in the exact same headspace as you when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. You know, around eating, man, I've been eating so Spartan. So like um, I had today, this morning, after my workout, I had a whey protein and half a banana. And then, um, my next meal was two small strip loin steaks and 10 asparagus. Um, my next meal today will be maybe a, uh, another small strip loin steak and um, another 10 asparagus. Um, then I'll probably have another small strip loin steak and 10 asparagus, or maybe I won't, depending on where my macros are at, because I'm only allowed 70 grams of carbs a day. And at night, I finish it off with some more um, a protein drink, but I probably won't get to throw the banana in there because my carbs are going to be too high <laughs> if I do. So right. just protein powder, man. Chalk it back. May, and if, if I got enough room fat and carb-wise, I'll throw in like a tablespoon of almond butter. That's it. That's my food today, bro. That's mm-hmm. it. And it's, it's pretty Spartan. You know, it's good. I'm dropping the weight. But boy, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working out harder, right? And I'm eating less. So my energy, I feel like I'm more tired. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And you know, as well as I do too, with your background, that eventually you're going to get to a point where you can equilibrium that out and it's going to be a little more enjoyable. It's not going to be so like you're saying Spartanish. right now while you're cutting in this phase, it's brutal. And that's what we tell all our clients because we go very aggressive the first half of the program because I want them to get psychological wins, right? I want them to step on the scale and see the number going down. So I'm going to go aggressive the first half. And I tell them like, hey, this is going to be uncomfy. All change requires some discomfort. It's going to be uncomfortable for a little bit. And then we're going to even this out and make sure this is a little more sustainable for you. And it's a little more enjoyable than yeah, it is in your it. initial heavy cut phase. So that, that's the good news. I too get for it, you. man. I get it. He wants me to eat egg whites, but they make me throw up, man. <laughs> I, I, I tried it, man. I can't do it. Egg whites are brutal. Yeah, I'm with you. Egg whites <laughs> just make my, – my girl loves egg whites. My lady, she's like – she's into eggs. 
I don't mind eggs, but egg whites, mm. just the thought of it makes me want to vomit, man. It's just like he said, <laughs> suck it up. I go, dude, I can suck it up. I'll force it down, but it's coming right back up. That's what I told him, right? <laughs> he just, he laughed. I'm like, it's coming right back up, but it was, it's one of those things. So, you know, uh, so Joey, man, let's talk, you know, let's wrap this up pretty, pretty soon uh, here. And I'd like to have you back on the Sovereign Man podcast on this. Yeah, I'd love to. And, um, Maybe you bring one of your one of your business partners if he's mm-hmm. of like mind around this issue. But I really want you to to wrap this up with us for the folks here in terms of the issue of taking responsibility, taking ownership, not taking your word back. Why that is important inside of your business and what you teach folks, but why you think that's important for men, especially young men today to really embrace. Mm-hmm. I think they answer it from a business perspective first, and I'm going to put on my coaching hat here, but it's the idea of any good coaching service. Ultimately, all they do for you is load the bases, but ultimately you're the one that hits the ball. So if I was to give a client all this accountability, all of these tools, all of these resources, and they did nothing with it, they would be in the exact same place they were on the day that they signed up. So even on a consumer end, you have to have that responsibility in that setting. You have to have that ownership and realize that yes, I am going to get changed by signing up with these guys, but the change doesn't come by me just swiping my credit card. The change comes by me putting in the fucking work for the time that I said I was going to put in the work from. So from a business perspective, that's where my mind immediately goes. Immediately. And when it comes to the latter part of your question, talking about why it's so important for, for men to adopt this is because ultimately, in my opinion, it's a man's duty to protect and provide. And that falls upon you to be able to do that, right? If you are not in a capacity financially to provide for the people that you love and care about, you need to fix that. And nobody's going to fix it for you. And it is really, really hard, but that's why there's value in it, right? If everybody had a shitload of money, it wouldn't be that valuable. It wouldn't be that impressive. It's difficult, but it's on you to figure that out and be able to do that. If you are in a capacity where you can't protect your family. And what I mean by this is, For example, the guy that can't walk up the stairs without getting winded. The guy that has no idea how to possess or wield any kind of firearm or blade or anything like that, or engage in any sort of physical combat, or is not able to deadlift his own body weight or something like that, right? If you are not able to do that, you're putting, (laughs) he's got the knife out. There you go. You show me he can wield it. All right, you pass, bro. (laughs) You pass. But uh, he's got the baseball. (laughs) He's got it all. Anything, right? But Again, if, if you can't do this in the same light that if you can't provide, you need to figure that out. If you can't protect, you need to figure that out too, right? Because there's people that are relying on you. And what you don't want to happen is you don't want that God forbid situation, that one in a million situation to happen and you're not prepared to be able to handle it in some capacity. And that's not me saying you're going to be able to solve that issue, right? Because if we talk about violence and all these different things that can happen in the world, obviously a lot of it's unpredictable and there's crazy factors, but you need to be able to put up some sort of fight. You need to be capable of protecting those people that you love. And in my opinion, that's just a moral obligation. And that's that. And that's how I was raised. And I I presume you were raised in a similar light. And that's just that. And it's in my mind, some people will call that extremism. Some people will call that toxic. But in my opinion, that's just the rules that are written for a man. Agreed, man. That's just the rules that are written for a man. So Joe, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the Sovereign Man podcast this week. Mm -hmm. We'll definitely have you back. Um, Love to get to know some of your business partners as well. Absolutely, man. Uh, let's move this process forward brother god bless you man thanks for coming 
We'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.